Hello and welcome to the Hub World Podcast. This is our 20th episode. We made it 20. We can make 20 more. We can make 40 more. We can make 60 more. Yeah. So um so this is our 20th episode. Um so we want to do a big topic, which is something we've been hyping up for a while, which is the bloodbath of the N64 Essentials. We'll give you a bit of information on what that is in a sec. Um, before that, we just want to let all um, all our listeners know that this will also be um, the final episode we will be recording before E3. Um, during E3, we're going to be functioning, we're going to be um, doing the podcast in a, in a little bit of a different fashion, um, which again, I will talk about in a little bit. But to kick things off, hello, my name is Jules from the Hub World. I'm Matteo from the Hub World. I'm Gino. I'm Adriano. And I'm Riley. And welcome all to um, what we shall call the bloodbath of 1996. Ding, 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 ding. Let's do it. Let's do it. 1996, yeah. So the N64, just to give some context to our listeners, the N64 was essentially our, like all of us, because all of us are, are, we've been friends for a long time, and we... um, We're in our mid-20s. Yeah, we're in our mid-20s. So N64 was like our childhood console. Which means yeah. everybody has very strong nostalgia and opinions on everything that happened, um, mm-hmm. and adding to that, having five of us in here means that it's going to be even more difficult to determine the essential games. But to give you some context, so in case you m- missed our last two console essential um, specials, um, our for the, the podcast um, console essentials, um, what we do is we determine the five most essential games from a particular system. Um, in this particular episode, we will be doing the Nintendo 64. Um, to determine that those five essential games, we'll go through each of our favorite games and we'll nominate some and tell you a bit about why we think um, that they're one of the most important games from the system. And you'll get a fairly large list of games. And then from that large list of games, we'll debate and barter um, and argue and cry and eventually come to maybe even plead and come to a decision of which are the five most essential games um, on that system. Now to define essential um, we we are considering essential for the purpose of this means something we can recommend to you as a gamer um, to go play now. So it needs to be something that's still somewhat accessible um, to a reasonable degree. It needs to be something that's unique um, and important to that system itself. And we also want to promote something called uh, roster diversity, which means that we don't want to just have five RPGs or five platformers or five party games be the essential games. We do want to give you a bit of uh, of diversity within our choices. I will be keeping a master list of all the games that we mentioned so that when we come to the debating process, we will... Um, we'll be able to remember what we chose. But so just to remind everybody, when you nominate a game, it's, it's your um, responsibility to explain why you think that game is an essential game. 
um, because this is primarily going to be where you're sharing that information. When we get to the debating, um, that's the point where we're just mostly going to talk about the diversity or what's essential, but we're not going to be um, advocating for games too much more after this point. But this can be a, a dialogue as well. Like It's not just going to be me talking. Share your thoughts on the games that everybody nominates. But to start, I will begin by nominating what I think is one of the most essential games on the N64. I'm going to kick it off with something that I don't think anybody would have expected, and I'm going to kick it off with um, a racing game that everybody should play. Um, the best racing game on N64, in my opinion. <laughs> the only one worth playing on N64, in my opinion. <laughs> and that is Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah. Um, Diddy Kong Racing is like in my opinion one of the most um unique and um innovative mascot kart racers um even now the idea of having like multiple vehicles that all race on the same tracks is crazy um while the roster wasn't full of a bunch of recognizable characters it was the start for some characters, like Conker and Banjo both appeared in that game. Um, it also started it started Diddy Kong, who's like a side character. Well, not a side character. He was the main character of the Donkey Kong countries and on the SNES, but still, um, like he's not Donkey Kong himself. So it was just this cool, like fun, cute game that featured all these fun little young critters. There were like boss battle, like boss races. There um, there was like an adventure campaign where you drove around an overworld. Um, it was a bit of a collectathon. Like it, it took the concept of like a mascot racer and made it single player and made it f- like, like just so fun and such a blast. Um, and that that is my reason for Diddy Kong Racing. I wanted to add about like Diddy Kong Racing, the adventure mode of that game. It's so awesome, and it's like one of the only like I'd say triple A kart racing games that has an adventure mode. Like Mario Kart hasn't done it. That idea is so good and it works so well for a kart racer. And I just think it's it's insane that other kart racers, uh, kart racing franchises haven't done that again. Yeah, like, it, it I, just... I I find that's really weird. Also, that it hasn't been done since. Really. Yeah, but uh, anyways, uh. Yeah, Diddy Kong Racing is a fantastic game, and I think the single greatest thing Diddy Kong Racing brought to the gaming world, and I'm segueing this into my nomination, is the introduction of one of the N64's mascots, and basically one of my probably my favorite game character of all time, Banjo, <laughs> and yeah. Banjo Kazooie is my nomination. Banjo Kazooie is my favorite game of all time. It's I think it's the greatest game of all time. I know that's unco- that's a that's a uh, unpopular opinion, but it's the greatest 3D platformer of all time. It's the greatest 3D platformer on the N64 by extension. That game is a masterpiece. The soundtrack of that game is incredible. The level design in that game is incredible. The the uh Pro, like the progression, the difficulty curve in that game is is fair, I will say. But 
I just think like they did Mario 64 better than Mario 64. Rare outdid Nintendo in their own game. <laughs> and like I don't Banjo Tooie, like I know someone might nominate Banjo Tooie, but like Banjo Kazooie, you can beat all the you can complete the levels. You can enter the level. You don't need to leave if you don't want to. Like the the worlds are the perfect size. You get your jiggy, you move on. It doesn't kick you out like Mario 64 does every time you get a star. You can yeah. beat that game in a reasonable amount of time. The, there's no backtracking. There's no like a side. Okay, Rusty Bucket Bay. You pull your hair out in that level because it's difficult, not because it's <laughs> annoying, like some other levels. And I, I, I'm it's it's get, I'm making it a Badger Kazooie versus Tooine thing because I know that's what's going to end up being. But like I said, Banjo-Kazooie, I cannot say enough good things about it. That game, it's a masterpiece. And if anyone else has anything to add to it, like, I love this game so much, I will cry if if it's not on the list. I guess um, this is where I will have to say my favorite platformer on the N64. Uh, it, it has to be Mario 64. It was the first. It was the, uh, it was the first true 3D game. Mario 64 allowed you to freely change your camera around. You were able to go uh, jump, punch, kick, fly, sink, turn invisible, do all that. Like it, it was, it was a great game. It was the Mario's first first venture into the third dimension, and like the music in that world is great. The concept is fun. You're going through. Uh, Peach's castle, Bowser's taken over, and you jump through the paintings and enter the worlds uh, through that. Um, the power-ups, while there's only three of them, are are memorable. There's a lot of really fun worlds, a real, lot of really fun music. It's a very well-put-together game. Albeit with the, the Nintendo Switch remakes, things were a little bit tricky and, like, a lot of people say the game hasn't aged well, but, like, even in the competitive side of, like, speedrunning in video games mario 64 is still like a classic and it's just like i got a lot of nostalgia for that game and going around getting all the coins getting all the stars is like it is a test of skill because you have to like you have to maneuver this 3d world with what limited resources you have in terms of some controls and there's an air of challenge and an air of nostalgia to it and i just love that game Honestly, Mario 64 is is my pick for a platformer, Mateo. As much as I agree Banjo-Kazooie does it better, Banjo-Kazooie doesn't exist if Mario 64 didn't change Rare's mind. Adriano, do you have a nomination for N64? Yeah, um, but just to be clear, do we just nominate one game, or...? No, we, we, take, we take turns. We keep ah, going okay. until we have a okay, list. Good, 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 good. Okay, yeah, because I have a few that were actually already mentioned. So I guess my nation that's a bit different than what I've heard so far. And, and let me let me. Um. So we had to explain every single nomination, but generally the way I chose my list was that I tried to avoid games that have been remade or ported because you could play on the platform in in a little better quality. You know, for example, I would definitely recommend to Mario 64 if it was imported to the Switch, where you could get it cheaper and in HD quality, right? Legitly, um, not not through ROMs or anything. Um, so that that really affected my list. I picked I picked games that are very unique to N64 that you can't play on any other console. They're exclusive, 
and they offer a unique gameplay that you probably wouldn't find on other consoles either, or in other games either. Uh, so mine, um, there are similar games like it. It is similar to Mario Kart. It is similar to Diddy Kong Racing, probably other racing games. But it's Snowboard Kids too. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have the game. I played it many times as a kid, and I played it recently again because I wanted to hundred percent it. And um, yeah, it's so unique because it's it's snowboarding. The characters look really different. <laughs> my my uh my fiance really does not like the design of them. She thinks the the noses are way too big. Um, but. Yeah, it's really unique. You unlock a lot of content, so there's a lot of single-player stuff you can do. And it's pretty fun multiplayer. Yeah, and it, it's quite a long game, too. It, it, there's so many, like, board designs, uh, boards in general. There's a board that has a rocket and wings on it called the Dragon Board. The last one you unlock is just cool. And the music and the stages are just incredible. Um, so, yeah, that that's my first nomination. You can't get that game on any other console. You can get it in Japan on PS version 1.5, um, but yeah, it's not the same. Thanks for that for that, Adrian. I'm glad somebody mentioned Snowboard Kids because I haven't played it enough to oh, yeah. feel comfortable recommending it. But I yeah. I do think it's a really cool game. So, yeah. um, Riley, do you yes. have a nomination for Nintendo See, 64? I'm debating what uh, what order I want because I I have a few off the top of my head. I think I might want to segue, like, because something that Adriana mentioned about remakes and uh, the like, and his reason mm-hmm. for not wanting to do that, I feel like I have something that can naturally segue into that, but I also might kind of want to save that for later. I don't know. Did you Maybe. save it for whenever you want? You do, you do you. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to that, what, uh, the, the whole remake porting thing after, I guess. The one I want to bring up now, it's going to be not controversial, I don't think it's going to cause any fights, is uh, Mario Party 3. Thank you. You yep. can't talk. You can't talk in sixty four without talking about Mario Party. Exactly, and I know some people. Some people are very big fans of two, and two is fantastic. I won't deny that, but two doesn't have Waluigi, so gonna have to go with three on that one. As classic as two is, I think three has the better, better mini games. It might not have better stages, but I think its mini games have a lot more variety. They're a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Like with the three mini games, I can actually go into the mini game mode and actually and just play them. Whereas in two, I don't think I'd ever do that. Two requires the context of playing in the board game, Matt, like in the actual party mode, to have fun with the mini games. I think Mario Party Three also had like a collection of like some of the better mini games of the other ones on there. I think that's why we all like remember that game more fondly. We also just played think... that more. That's true. Well, you're thinking Mario Party Two, Gino. Mario Party Two yeah. had Mario Party One mini games in it, like the best Mario Party One mini games. I uh, I think we're talking too much about Mario Party Two and the Mario Party Three. Yeah, I think we should let. Yes, I agree. We should talk yeah. more Mario Party Three. I also think just Mario Party in general is like a quintessential party game. I don't think like I don't think friendships could be destroyed quite as thoroughly as through a bad Mario Party game as with other party games. And I think that's a sign of a good party game. Yeah. Agreed. It's like, it's like a I'll game of that, yeah. classic. It's like a game of Riskopoly. It's like a game of Riskopoly. Yeah, Riskopoly. I'll never forgive you. Well, our friendship One hasn't day. broken yet. I don't know. I think I really pissed Yako off in that uh, Mario Party game we played at Giuliano's house before, like the lockdown the happened for us. Yeah, where like I purposely, story. I purposely threw the last mini game of the game to make or as like as a hope for a hope that I win 
the minigame star, the coin star. And if I didn't throw that game, he would have won. And uh, he is still It was still more than day. just that. Yeah, that's the biggest thing he didn't like. But that that was like... Uh, that may have been the greatest game of Mario Party ever played. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways. Yep. And, so, on, uh, and to talk about that, like, we've had quite a few good Mario Party days. I remember that exact same scenario happened one day at Riley's. I mean, there may have been some rage quitting and shutting off of the console. <laughs> I wonder who could have done that. I wonder. I wonder. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I think this just proves how much fun we and how connected we are to Mario Party. Yeah. We have so many stories, right? Yeah. I, I didn't put Mario Party online because, you know, there's Mario Party on the Switch now. And I don't know if someone just buying an N64 today would want to buy Mario Party 3 to play with friends. I don't know. I mean, maybe that is true because they might end up throwing their N64 out a window afterwards, but <laughs> before that, it's fun. It's very fun. Yeah. yeah I and at the same time, like, as much as, yes, there is Mario Party on the Switch, the thing is, Mario Party has never been as good as it was on the that's N64. So that that's something yeah. to just consider. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think we're a little biased because we're enthusiasts, but I think someone just buying an N64 right now, I don't know if I'd recommend that, but that's just me. That's fair. <laughs> okay, now, this is a game I'm going to nominate, fully realizing that while I think it deserves to be mentioned for the sake of this list, and while I certainly... If I was creating the list of five, I would fight for it. But I'm also going to pre like precursor this that I most likely will not fight to the death on this one being on the list, just because when we consider the essentials, I do think this game has been one-upped by its follow-up. But it still deserves to be mentioned, which is Paper Mario. Paper Mario is probably one of my favorite games on the N64 period. The first two Paper Mario games are two of my favorite games of all time. Um, and in terms of just sheer like uniqueness and just like charm and gameplay diversity, like Mario Paper Mario, such a breath of fresh air for the Mario series. Expanding on the world, like adding in new lore, um, giving a lot of characters who previously didn't really have voices that turn to have a voice, um, including like RPG elements. While they were somewhat casual, like they were still fun and it was like a puzzle game. Um, the art direction was awesome and still like going back and playing the first Paper Mario now, it doesn't really look bad. Like that art style doesn't really age. It definitely like, of course, it, Not it, many like, N64 it, games do, honestly, but Paper yeah. Mario is one of them. And that's the thing, is like it looks like I can still go back and play that game now, and it does not feel like I'm playing a game from a past generation because the art style lends itself to like it doesn't visually look like its age, and mechanically it's still really sound. Yeah. And it's still a really good game. So like I I would feel wrong if I didn't mention Paper Mario. Paper Mario is such a, an important game to me, and it's such an incredible N64 experience. 
Yeah. Now, Paper, yeah, Paper Mario was uh, actually going to be my next one if you didn't mention it this time around. Um, yeah. And the, another good, Stole like, it, this yeah. is another thing, like, Paper Mario made it on my short list also, and this is the thing I'm considering, is that I think, like, the N64 only, like, had an insanely small amount of RPGs, and Paper Mario is probably the best RPG on the system. Like, it's almost by yeah. default, but Nintendo had was the king of RPGs in the SNES era, and when the PlayStation 1 came out, they PlayStation, like, basically took all the RPG franchises, and Paper Mario was, like, the only one Nintendo had, but... Uh, Paper Mario, I don't think, is an unpopular decision, Jules. I legitimately think, like, it it's in contention to be on the on my on my short list at very least. But um, my pick, ah, geez, what do I pick? I was gonna say Mario Party Two, but Riley picked Mario Party Three. Uh, but uh, you can still say two. You can still say two, and then yeah, Yeah, but that's the thing, like Mario Party Two for all the reasons. But I don't want to waste my uh, a nomination on it right now, at least. But um, I think the next big one I'm going to hit is uh, another another of my top favorite games of all time. My favorite Zelda game of all time. Here at one point, it could be it argued to be another one of the greatest games of all time, and that is Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. I said time a lot in that sentence, but... I can't stress enough. Maker was your favorite? No, no, no. I, I, I used to go back and forth, but like in the last five years, after playing Breath of the Wild and Wind Waker HD, and just like going in Ocarina of Time 3D like two more times, I've it is cemented in my in my being now that Ocarina of Time is my favorite Zelda game. That game is a timeless classic. There's that word it again. Is, exactly, <laughs> and like. And this this is the thing, like Banjo Kazooie and Ocarina of Time, they're 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 like they had very minimal refreshes on other platforms, and those games are still as good as they were when they first came out. Like that's it only helps those games out that those games are are on those uh, other platforms. Like the N sixty four, in a way, like I think. The the library of the N sixty four is so vast, and the and like the first party at least, and like Ocarina of Time is probably the the leader of the pack in that. Like that game, that was the Nintendo game. Mario sixty four was the Nintendo game before, but Ocarina of Time that was the game everyone anticipated when it came out. No, everyone's like, call me when Zelda's out. Like that game was revolution, just as revolutionary as Mario sixty four was for the three D adventure game. The the music in that game is incredible. The dungeons in that game are fantastic as well. Like the the whole like the characterization of Hyrule, the time traveling, like that game it was is it's to this it's today, it's still as epic as it was back in nineteen ninety eight. The Ganondorf is a fantastic villain. Like And how it basically cemented like the the lore of the game, right? Like it, yeah. it's like a link to the past. Every set Zelda game up. basically Ocarina. every Z- yeah. Yeah. Every Zelda game that came out before Breath of the Wild tried to imitate Ocarina of Time in some way to varying degrees of success. Yeah. Like one of them literally the... copied and pasted resources. Yeah, like though yeah, that's not start That's irrelevant. Ridiculous you know? fighting. That's words. irrelevant. But like Ocarina of Time is still the 
it's still the benchmark, I think, for that style of Zelda game. Because like Breath of the Wild is now going to take the series in a different direction, and you have the 2D Zeldas. There's, I think, now three branches of Zelda, and Ocarina of Time's, like, I don't know, how would you explain it, Jules? Like, the, it's just the, the it's like a linear 3D Zelda game. I think Ocarina of Time is still the best in that. And I just, I, I talking about it now makes me want to replay it. Like, I, I, I absolutely adore this game, and I just think it's, it, it's another game I think it absolutely cannot be ignored. Yeah. And if you want it in 3D, you can play it in 3D on the 3DS. Yeah, but it's See, a... That's a th- it's oh, a ahead. small screen. About that later. It's a, it's, a, it's a small screen. You want to play that game on your TV. I think, but I think the important thing, like I think we could talk about this later when we deliberate. But um, I think the important thing that Mateo kind of hit on the head was that most, like some updated games, the optimal way to play is the updated game. But Mateo's not wrong. Like the no, other than like the There's visuals are a little better. games. Yeah, like, even though the visuals are a little bit better on the 3DS, like, ultimately, like, the the, the N64 versions of the game are just as good as the remakes are. Like, there's nothing really that's bad. It's not like they boosted, like, the frame rate or they, they, they like, changed the controls or, like, updated in any significant way other than adding in the master master edition master mode i will say um i will give this to ocarina of time 3d they made the iron boots an equipable item which made water temple quality of life stuff yeah quality of life stuff's been improved because like banjo kazooie had quality of life stuff improved also and so did banjo 2e and and majora's mass 3d but like i still i would identify all those games still as nintendo 64 games Anyways. Sometimes a quality of life, some sometimes something that people think is a quality of life change actually takes away from the game and its vision. I'm excited to hear Riley talk about that coming up, but uh, we're gonna have to go to Gino before we get there. Honestly, like I was gonna say, Ocarina of Time. I was gonna say Paper Mario. Oh gosh, this one. Um, I already mentioned Mario. I already, I already mentioned Mario 64. Sorry. Um, Honestly, like, what other, like, N64 games would I definitely... Oh, here's one. Um, the final rare game on N64 um, <laughs> is definitely definitely a charmer. One of... I think it was Nintendo's first M-rated game from yep. a... Uh, from, like, a studio that made a lot of their beloved franchises, and it took a significant um, left turn in the middle of development, and that is Conker's Bad Fur Day. Um, didn't sell all too well, because it came out right at the very end of this, uh, the Nintendo 64's lifespan, and especially being an M-rated game that looks super cutesy and cuddly, um, probably didn't do too much uh, for like parents of young kids that grew up with Banjo-Kazooie and Diddy Kong Racing, and they're like, hey, it's a, it, here's the studio that I trust, and oh my god, what have they done? Why is there a giant poop monster? Why <laughs> is the Terminator a bale of hay? I feel like you're giving random, just... uh, like, random, like, casual moms way too much credit. I doubt that they realized that Rare was the same studio that made their cute the gifts. Yep. 
<laughs> I, I, I like to think in my head that parents actually are actually know we're appalled a, a little bit about video games, and they're not just buying their kid the first thing that says, "I need this skin" or "I need oh, this I, video game." I, I remember. I like to give them a little bit more credit for that. Yeah, Bad Fur Day. Was, <laughs> yeah, Bad Fur Day was like one, also one of those like classic N sixty four games that me and Adriano had a lot of really fun uh uh playing and like bonding over when we were growing up it was just just all it, it was a really meta game too like it took a lot of like references and stuff from different movies like alien was in there saving private ryan was in there like a bunch of really cool like the matrix they had a bunch of like meta like references to different things it was kind of like if rick and morty was a video game before Rick and Morty, or if like Family Guy's cutaway jokes existed in the form of a video game. It was it was just it was hilarious from beginning to end. And again, like just the humor was great. Definitely rare like firing on all cylinders. Albeit some of the gameplay was a little bit clunky, but it more than made up for it with like just the charm and world world building of like Conquer the Squirrel. Hi, I'm Conquer. You know, uh, yeah, please just stop before you impression, by the just way. before you end with Conker's Bad Fur Day, I just would like to tell our viewers that Nintendo actually did not publish Conker's Bad Fur Day. Really? They chose not to publish that game. <laughs> so, like, that's one of the reasons why people say, like, like that's one of the 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 things that happened to lead to the rare sale. Like, that's one of the dominoes that fell. But that is a story for another time. All right. Well. I also nominate Conker's Bad Fur Day. There's so many here that have already been said. But uh, my reason being, all the same reasons that Gino mentioned. Um, and uh, the music's pretty unique, too. Um, but also, um, there was a port for it on Xbox 360. But that's hard to come by these days. And also, it was worse. Like, the graphics were better, but they got rid of... They got rid of like, that wasn't. Part, I, wasn't I wouldn't even classify that as a port, Adriano. That straight what? up, like live and reloaded, was yeah. an attempted remake. But and yeah, it's not as good. It's nowhere near as good. Like they censored the game too, like the swearing and yeah. stuff. Yeah. They got but there's there is a version that is out on uh, Rare Replay on the Xbox family, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. It might even be on PC now. But it's the port of the N64 version. Oh, really? There's a port of That's it out fir- now? Yeah, on Rare Replay. There is an okay. easier way to play it. Like, you don't have to shell out, like, 120 yeah. bucks for Conker's Bad Fur Day or, like, $80 for Live and Reloaded. But Okay, so there is, is a true. port. So there is a, a new port of it. Yeah, there is there is an official way. Okay, yeah. all right. I'd like to change my answer then. <laughs> there is one game that's very unique to N64. And, you know, I'm in a group of, like, N64 enthusiasts, and a lot of people like, take pictures of the collection. And I've noticed a lot of these collections are the same games. And it is for a reason. Uh, so one of them, I guess, would be Blast Corps. It's a very Blast unknown Corps. game. Um and basically, I, I had it as a kid. I didn't understand. Also what made to by do. Rare. Yeah, yeah. I didn't understand what to do at the time, but, but now I get it. It's like there's a truck that's passing by cities, and it's like it's got explosives and stuff in it, and it's He's on track. Ran the truck, and and you have to like destroy, I guess, the city around it to so make sure that the truck doesn't uh, 
it doesn't collide with anything. I played and that game wrong for different. years, apparently, because I Me thought too. the objective was oh my to nuke goodness. the cities. Me too. I didn't know what what the objective was. Um, but yeah, you you, you play in different machines, uh, just destroying things, and it's pretty interesting. Um, and it's only for N64, Blast Corps. Mm, but Blast Corps, Adriano, Blast Corps, yeah. also on Rare Replay. What? You're just ruining yep. Adriano's oh <laughs> No, I'm just helping him out. I'm telling him, if you really want to play these games, like especially the rare, most of the rare N64 catalog, yeah, except for like Goldeneye and Donkey Kong 64, because of right. licensing reasons, you can play them on Rare Replay. Uh, that was the segue I was going to use, Mateo. Damn it, Riley, you and, take. You take. Yeah, and, uh, and 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 these games you you can play on PC. It's not just like Xbox or Xbox One. They're they're very available. Um, I think no, I, it is Xbox. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to. Oh, let me double check. Let me check for you. I believe it. I believe it's just Xbox, but still, uh-huh. even even so, I think for the sake of the um, for the sake of the essentials list, I think we would categorize something like that as generally available. Um, okay. Well, if it's only on Xbox, Xbox is quite expensive. But if it's available on PC, yeah. then anyone can. I think just get an yeah. Xbox One, uh, on just like an Xbox Series S. It's on Game Pass. Pass. Well, there you go. I, I then you think... can play for the low, low price of what is it on Xbox? A dollar, fifteen, fifteen yeah. bucks. Well, I think I think when also when we're talking about like availability, we're more looking for something like that maybe hasn't been re-released at all, or something that for some reason is no longer like viable, like something like Duck Hunt when we did NES. But I think if it's generally, like, if there's a re-release on some console, um, we can But I also don't think that availability should be the, the, the be-all, end-all for what we nominate. It isn't. I think I think it yeah. only is... It's only a factor if the thing is very unavailable. Like, in, in the case of, like, Duck Hunt, where it's, like, like you literally, need, like, you, need a piece you would need to buy... A, yeah, you need to buy a CRT TV and find a Zapper and have an NES. Like, I think... Like that's where we're looking at available. The zapper isn't hard to find. It's the other ones. Well, actually, not. Yeah. Yeah, even getting okay. any. Well, well, well my official answer then. I won't explain it. Just mischief makers. Oh, that's a good choice. All right. Mischief makers. <laughs> so wait, are you still recommend? Are you still nominating Blastcore? No, no. Since you can get it for what do you say, a dollar on PC or something, then no, on Xbox hmm. Game Pass. You can get it through Rare Replay. Okay, but Xbox is like hundreds of dollars. N64 is cheaper. Anyways, whatever. I'll I'll change it to Mischief Makers. You can only get that on N64. But uh, but yeah, it, it is in many people's collection. It's uh, iconic. It's got uh, mechanics. It uses the D-pad of all controls on the N64. <laughs> and, uh... Not like one of like the only games that does that besides Kirby. Ooh. Yeah, and it's oh, just got yeah. interesting mechanics of like, oh, there's another one doing things. Yeah, you're missing right. the other one, Gino. I don't think it'll get nominated, so I'll mention it. The other one that uses the D-pad is the Pokemon Stadium games. I was just about to say that, Jules. Riley, I was going to nominate that one, but yeah, really, I was I was going to mention Pokemon Stadium at some point. I wasn't going to nominate that now, but I was going to think of doing that for oh, okay. I I assumed because like, I mean. It doesn't need to be this way. Just before you you speak, Riley, it doesn't need to be this way. We can go above three nominations each. But I was thinking, oh, if we do three each, we're already going to have a lot, a pretty hefty list. But we can go more if we if we'd like. Okay, because there, 
then I because I'm not. This is one that I wasn't going to go all in for as much as I like it, but I feel like okay. So you can I, mention it. No, go ahead. We can go yeah, above so, fifteen. That's I right. think Goldeneye is Goldeneye just kind of required to play, even if it's not going to be on this essential list. I think it's required playing just because it's it and Halo basically set the template for console shooters forever. Well, do you want to just mention it and not nominate it? Uh, here's the thing: it definitely feels its age, but it's also like it's so sacred to so many people. And true, but if you were to tell a gamer nowadays, so like if I were to, if you were gonna, if you met some youngin, and you're like, ah, like go to all N64, you got to try these games. How do you feel about recommending a game like Goldeneye? Okay, yeah, that's yeah. When that genre is in general, that genre has evolved. To a point where Goldeneye has become yeah. mu- very much a relic of its time. Yeah, that's that's why I didn't include it in mine. I mean, I think it's still really fun multiplayer, but yeah, I can see your point. Yeah, it is, and honestly, like you can really feel like not having that second joystick. But then again, this is more deliberation stuff, not nomination stuff. Yeah, <laughs> another and another fantastic game made by Rare. Yeah, yes. exactly. That's why I was gonna say it's one of the few that you can't. That and Donkey Kong 64 are both great games that you can't play through Rare Replay. Um, okay. We will... I uh, actually argue that Donkey Kong 64 is the best uh, 3D platformer on uh, N64, oh but my. we can save that for another time. Um, oh so, my. What, Jules? No, I just... I don't have an opinion. I'm just adding to the... To I the, do, but I will keep it to myself. <laughs> anyway, Riley... Say one of the next two that I know you're going to say at some point. One, the next two that I was going to say at some point? Because I might have more than that. But one, like, here's one that maybe you didn't think I was going to say. Because I don't know if anyone's going to say it if I don't. Which is Star Fox 64. I was going to say that, Riley. But you could say is it. The one I was <laughs> expecting you to say. So. It is one. Okay. Yeah. okay, so. You should talk about this. You deserve to talk about this game. Why? Because you love Star this game. game I have. No, give Doggin. Uh, so, for those of you who don't know, Star Fox is a uh, a game where you basically take the role of a anthropomorphic space fighter pilot. Uh, it's an on-rail shooter. And... A game that Nintendo once used to make. Yeah. It's a series that Nintendo's probably going to drop after its Wii U performance. And What are you uh... talking about? That game sold amazingly well. It paid for so but... many Switches. Yeah, it sold amazingly well with our friend group because you'd buy the game and then immediately re- you buy it at one store and then s- trade it back at EB because that had higher value than what you paid for it. Shh, we don't <laughs> talk about that. It's so hard to talk about Star Fox sixty four because I don't know how much of it is it being just genuinely fun, how much is nostalgia for me. But it's a game I play. It's very short, so I played through it easily over two hundred times in my childhood. Like it's a game you can get. Th- it's it here's here's a way to describe it. it's like playing an arcade game but at home but with better production values and there's so many different branching paths so you can play play through it so many different ways you can you can i think there's trying i i don't feel like doing the actual it had voice version, acting it did have full voice acting which was a vast improvement over the snes version also the snes version as fun as it is i mean let's be real it doesn't look the best that uh that art style i don't think really works for the game it was and I don't know. I want I don't want bad talk. Star Fox one too much, but Star Fox sixty four had full voice acting. It spawned so many iconic lines like "Do a barrel roll, use bombs uh, wisely, use bombs wisely." My emperor, use the boost I to get through. You. Can't let you do that, Star Fox. Uncle Antrox. 
I was legitimately also going to nominate Star Fox 64 because, like, if we're looking at the series as a whole, the Star it's Fox series, and it. I think we, I don't know, we used this in our other previous Essential videos where we looked at a series as a whole and we're like, has the series ever been as good as it was at this point? And I think Star Fox 64 is by far, and forgive me for saying this, Jules, Star Fox 64 is has never been Star Fox has never been better than it was on it since than it was on N64. Like Star Fox 64, Nintendo keeps trying to go back to making that game and they can't do it. Like that game or or hot take. They have done it multiple times and the reason it's failed is because the game wasn't that good to begin with. And no, Star, Fox Star Fox Adventures. I don't know. Star Fox 64 also was the first it may be a, it may have been the first video game period but I know for sure it was the first Nintendo game to have rumble it came bundled in with the rumble pack and the rumble pack on the N64 is not that great but at the time that was like cutting edge for video games so I thought that's also worth mentioning that to that but also like Star Fox 64 had multiplayer cool multiplayer mode that I, I think is really I think it's underappreciated to be honest with you like in the I era it's very in the era. It doesn't. It hasn't aged well, but I think at the time it was also really good. I don't know about that one. I but like I'll also and another thing with like what we talked about with Banjo. I talked about Banjo Kazooie. No Ocarina of Time. Star Fox sixty four got a a uh, a glow up as the the youngins say on three DS. Star Fox sixty four three D really made that game. Like it really refined that game in a really nice oh, way. The got remade. Yeah. So. I but like, that's like very nice. Um, yeah, that the only sad and, thing is they changed the voice actors. Yeah, that's the only down down thing. Also, downgrade, gyroscope but, controls suck. Yeah, but you can turn them off. Okay, so yeah, Star Fox, very good game, very fun, very replayable. Has great has great voice acting. Uh, pretty good visuals. Something you can just sit down and play through in a single session, which is always nice. And if you like, you can always replay it. It's usually pretty available and it's cheap. So I think I'm falling, for me at least, I'm falling into games that I'm going to mention, but I don't necessarily know if I'm going to fight. Actually, no. I know a game that I'm going to fight for. That has not been mentioned. Um, to open up a can of worms that was opened before, but now shall be opened from the other side. Um, Banjo-Tooie. Hell yeah! The greatest Banjo-Kazooie game. Hell yeah! That improved on nearly every capacity in from the first game. Banjo-Kazooie was same time. an amazing game, and Banjo-Tooie was an even better one. Worlds were bigger, characters were way more interesting, story was more epic, multiplayer... Had bosses at every up, level. Oh, yeah, the bosses? Oh, don't get me started. Transformations in every level too, and a lot of them were actually useful and actually had their own like attacks and stuff. Um, and I just I I'm not trying to to say anything bad about Banjo Kazooie. I really love Banjo Kazooie as well, which is a testament to why I like Banjo Tooie so much. Um, and my personal belief is that Banjo Tooie is the stronger of the two. If I'm gonna go back and play a Banjo game, I'm gonna come play Banjo Tooie. Um, but I will leave any more talk about comparisons between Kazooie and Tui for the inevitable battle during the deliberation. 
and I think we should yep, move on. I'm I'm going I'm going to be ready. So I guess it's my turn then, right? Uh, yeah. Geez. So as we've all met, if we've as we've mentioned, the N60 multiplayer on the N64 was like that was the thing. Like that was the main draw of the game the, the, of the console because like the N64 thing was the first console to have four controller ports. We've talked about Mario Party. We've talked about um, uh, Diddy Kong Racing, but another major Nintendo series or series of Nintendo series really hit its stride on the N64, and that's Mario Sports. And in my opinion, the best Mario Sports game, not counting Mario Kart, on the Nintendo 64 was Mario Tennis. Oh, yes. Yeah. Isn't the only other game yeah. Mario Golf? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think well, Mario Kart version is superior to the other ones we've gotten. Like, and I know Mario Tennis ha- like can arguably be said that it's been better on future in Nintendo consoles, but I'd argue that in all honesty. Uh, yeah, maybe it's a aside debate. From Mar- it's a maybe debate, aside yeah. from from Mario Tennis Aces, but like I think the pure um, tennis gameplay is the is the thing that Nintendo should be marketing most in Mario Tennis. None of, not any of these star shots or the uh, the uh, offensive and defensive uh, abilities you have in Mario Power Tennis, like those are fine and dandy. But like, I if I had the choice, I would rather turn those off. And Mario Tennis sixty four, in a way, like that is I, I, it just feels it feels better playing Mario. Like it feels the tennis in that game just feels better than the other games. Yeah. Not to mention, it was the first game that Waluigi ever appeared in, yeah. and we said this in the Mario Tennis. Uh, or the Mario Sports podcast that we did. Which was our last episode, earlier. which you should go check out. Yes. <laughs> but, totally, um, another another totally festival. But like, like we also mentioned, like, that game, I know, like, I guess we should be talking about these games and the features that are available on the cartridge when you buy, or when you buy the game, but like, that game, it utilized the N64 Game Boy Color transfer pack in an awesome way where you could import your characters from the Game Boy Color Mario Tennis. That was really cool. Yeah, and like, I did that. The, we mentioned was this the last ra- time. Also, Adriano's yeah. characters are still on our N64 cartridge and are yeah. still broken. As Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like... It's frustrating and, how good they are. Yeah, and just, it just <laughs> like, having all the different... Uh, having the different... Uh, player types like power tricky like that's a really awesome way to differentiate the cast and they honestly the cast of that game is actually fairly big in all honesty and i think it's the last time donkey kong jr's been playable in a mario game or a nintendo game like aside from like re-releases of oh yeah okay yeah but like uh that literally just came out like he was there like last year i think or two years ago whatever but Mario Tennis 64, I think, is it's definitely worth shouting out the the Mario Sports games, and I I just and I if, I know it probably won't make the list, but I I, I, I this is like it's if if this is gonna be my last nomination, I would feel guilty if I didn't mention Mario Tennis 64. Yeah. So and know what like and I've I've I I am as somebody who really loves Mario Tennis and as somebody who doesn't think Mario Tennis N64 is the best one. 
I do agree with you that I think this one's worth mentioning because I do think Mario Tennis is a series. Definitely there's way more there's way more there to argue that Mario Tennis on N64 is just as good as some of the later games than there is for, say, Mario Golf, because Mario Golf has clearly been improved on since N64. And, it, and that's not to, like, take away from the modern Mario Tennis games. Like, for instance, Mateo and I played a lot of Tennis Aces, and we just turned off all the features, and the Tennis gameplay of Aces is still really good. Yep. So that's neither here nor there for this discussion. I would yeah. also like to nominate another Mario game, and I don't think this one has been said yet. Outside of Giuliano's opening rant, uh, opening statement about Diddy Kong Racing, I would like to nominate the other Nintendo Kart Racer, the first Nintendo, uh, the first in the Kart Racer kind of genre. Um, it wasn't Super Mario uh, Mario Kart on, from the Super Nintendo, but just simply called Mario Kart sixty four. This game. Um was the like one of the pivotal uh pivotal like four player couch co-op multiplayer games that I remember playing as well as it was just good co- it was just good fun it was one game that I could actually like sit down with my entire family and we could all play this game whether it be um my my cousins or my my dad who was like really really good at the game and my older cousins who were just just as good at the game all of us could play this game and have fun together and it was an even playing field the introduction of like the blue shell would as angry as it made a lot of us who were just like clear-cut winners in first place um you could actually like like if you were using it in the four player modes and all that kind of stuff right you could actually use it to like slow that person in first place down and then the the rest of the items and stuff would keep you going and keep you in the race and you'd always be in the race and it was always interesting the music was great um shout out to to Royal Wasteway still probably one of the best um one of the best uh tracks in the series as well as the orig- like my like the N64 Rainbow Road that race was a slog it was a real test of like just your skills as well as like playing the long game do you want to use your items in quick succession or do you want to hold on to them because the next item block won't be for another little while so you had to really strategize especially in that one the battle mode in that game was amazing and really really fun and even when you were out of the game the battle mode still let you play as a bomb bomb so you had one final hurrah to like screw over one of your friends that ap- that have taken you out after your balloons kind of all expired in the battle mode all four of the battle that. mode maps were really fun yeah and i forgot about that too they, they never let you play as the bomb like even though you lost the game you could still change the game with that and it was just i found i found that game was just really fun and mario kart 64 yeah. as much as i love diddy kong racing and I know how good that game is. Mario Kart 64 is something about it. But Adriano, do you have another? Yeah, okay. Uh, so I'm trying to avoid the ones that were already said. Um, this one, I actually have not played it. I've always meant to play it. Um, because I know y- you really can't find it anywhere else. Donkey Kong 64. You haven't played yeah. DK 64? Not yet. And I want to play Banjo-Tooie. I have 100% in Banjo-Kazooie, but because you can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Donkey Kong. I mean, yeah. yeah. I played some uh, multiplayer of it. 
Yes, the DK sixty four multiplayer is amazing. And the arena yep. multiplayer. I'll give that. I will give that to Donkey Kong sixty four. Like, okay, we should talk. Really like, everybody likes to credit, um, Goldeneye 007 as the dawn of the shooting genre. But let's be real, <laughs> Banjo Tooie and Donkey Kong sixty four single handedly created first person and third person shooters. N- no. No. <laughs> Banjo Tooie's first person shooting. Just is, like Minecraft like, created good. created YouTube. Throwback Shh. to the the first episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gino. Riley, I know you are a big fan of Donkey Kong 64. I am, yes. So like it. this will kind of be like two nominations in a row for you. Yeah, yeah. So. I find it. <laughs> yeah. I ain't complaining. Yeah, DK64 is a fun one. I almost, uh, I was going for 100% of that game, and I got to, I think, the second last world, and it, what what game came out, and I got distracted and couldn't finish. No, that's not what happened, Gino. The N64 froze. Like, you pulled the controller too hard, and it froze, and you didn't save. So, Whoa. And you progressed uh, You progressed a lot in that day. You're just like, screw it, I can't do it again. It's too I think, much. I think I, had, I think I had completed all of the Crystal Caverns, and then yeah. I had to go back and do it all over again. I'm like, yeah, not happening. Yeah. My hours. But if that's all anyone wants to add to Donkey Kong 64, I'd just like to give a shout out to to Chunky. Yeah, yep. Nintendo, I, please bring it. bring Chunky back. Yeah, please. Even Chunky. Nintendo can't revive the dead. I which also, is why F-Zero sorry, hasn't. I, I didn't want to talk about Donkey Kong 64. Uh, my okay. bad. Distract momentarily. So what I like about it, and I feel like this is a, what people don't like, is just the sheer amount of collectibles in that game. I feel like there's always something to do. It's hard to exhaust. It's hard, it's hard to hundred percent that game. Yeah, it's very hard. You're not wrong. And I think the fact it's just so fun. The fact that there's basically each course is divided into five to support each of the different Kongs. I think it makes it pretty cool. It's almost like five games in one. And let's not forget the DK rap and all of the amazing songs on YouTube. The audio clips from that DK rap has given us, such as. Um, <laughs> the such as um, um, what's it called? DK Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. DK Rhapsody. What, what's good. it called? Is it called DK Rhapsody? I feel like it's yeah, called DK something Rhapsody. Else. DK, oh, there's oh, DK Me to Life is another good one. Or Coconut Gun Rap. Coconut Gun Rap. DK Sephiroth song. Oh, that one's DK one Winged Angel. One. one Wing Kong. So check out all those nice, awesome songs using DK yeah. audio. Oh, the rage quitting at DK six at, at the original Donkey Kong game in the arcade version. Oh it's god! Yeah, I get, I'm gonna be the full disclosure. I was always really bad at that for years. I couldn't do it ever since I was a kid, and then I needed Jules to do it eventually. It was. I don't recall, but okay. that was really difficult. Yeah, Jules, I had never beat like I ne- I've collected most of the things, but I could never get to K Rule because I couldn't beat that. Until like five, six years ago, when you did it for me, yeah. I refused really to progress past that point until I until I did it, and I was there for like a good hour. Good Mateo thing the watched me didn't suffer. Freeze. Good thing the system didn't freeze when you did that part, you know. Oh, that would have been like you're no, able to that save that. Like, uh, oh, sorry. There's another thing I want to say is it it's another reason why it's better than Kazooie is because it has a boss in every level. Fun little fact: DK64 had levels that were that were originally planned. For uh, Banjo Kazooie in it. Yep. Yep. Well, Mateo, please true. tell the lovely audience at home what these levels are, because this is your kind I'm of. I'm pretty thing. sure. <laughs> I don't know off the top of my head. I know Fungi Forest was one of them, but 
I, I feel. Yeah, I feel like this episode has gone from N sixty four essentials to to listen to everything about every N sixty four game we've ever played. But I'm I'm low key <laughs> vibing with it. I I really yeah. like. It. Yeah. This is a good good topic. I would it like to good. pass the the. I would like to uh, throw something out there right now. I feel like uh, everyone's nominated three now. Or after Riley's final nomination, I think we should go into deliberation. Yeah, I think we're good for deliberations. No, because we'll be at I fifteen disagree. games. But we already discussed this when we got to ten, and we said that we weren't going to cap it at fifteen. So I think there needs to be the option for one more round of nominations, but only nominate something if there's something that you wanted to nominate. So, for example, I'm not going to nominate something in the last round. All right. I'm- I'm okay. good with my choices also. But if anybody has another one after Riley, I think I yeah. think you should mention it just to get it there. But anyway, okay. Riley, what's your what's your, oh, we, your okay, next we one? all know this one was coming. So uh and it's I don't know, it's no surprise to anyone here, but Majora's Mask is my nomination for this last one. As my I believe you want to return to a previous Oh yes what you almost used. Adriano previously mentioned yeah. that uh he didn't want to use any ports or uh, yeah or uh, remakes, remakes or anything like that. And Mateo also mentioned during the rare the, the banjo thing about how there's uh like in rare replay they make quality of life changes, and that yeah, is my reason yeah. why I distinctly prefer the N64 version of Majora's Mask. I kind of agree with you. Yeah, I know why. Yeah. So in for those of you that don't know, in the original Majora's Mask, there's a pretty big time limit, and they also only let you save in certain spots, or if you play the Song of Time and reset your progress completely. They yeah. since removed that in the remake edition, so when you play the Song of Time, it doesn't automatically save your game. Which, partially, this I know I'm very biased about this, but I remember the first day that came out, I got through about three quarters of the game, actually, sorry, two dungeons and a bunch of the side quests before I'd saved. And then I play the Song of Time to save my game, not realizing it doesn't do that in the remake, and then I lost all my progress. So I hate the oh. 3D remake. Uh, and I think, in addition to that, not just my from my personal grievance, I think it does take away from the whole anxiety the time that uh, limit is supposed to induce. I I think the whole point of the time limit is supposed to make you tense when you're in the middle of the dungeon, as opposed to just going to the statue and be like, okay, everything's fine now. Because there were I, also a lot more statues in Majora's Mask in the, in the remake than there were in the original. See, and I agree with you, and this is something I didn't talk about two episodes ago, because I was like, I'm not going to get into it, but just as a little side note to agree with you, I 100% agree with that. I agree that the ability to save or the ability to go to the, the owl statues from whenever kind of ruins the integrity of like the systems in place. Which is why I will still stand by that the Zelda Loftwing Amiibo is not a quality of life feature. It is a breaking the game feature. And that's why it's behind I'd an Amiibo. I agree with that. And I mean, people who have... are complaining about that Amiibo need to shut up. No offense, Mateo and Gito. Um, complaining, but wait, what's... so are you for the Amiibo or against it? I'm against it. I, no, I, 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 I'm fine with the, the thing that's in the Amiibo because I think that people are saying it's a quality of life feature to be able to leave... Because it, it's essentially oh. Stoker's win. It lets oh, you leave okay. anywhere and go back to the sky and then come right back to where you are, even yeah. in the middle of a dungeon. And that's my opinion on that is that the reason that that's not a quality of life change is because that's actually breaking the integrity of the game. Similar yeah. to, like, the Zelda amiibo Jeez. in Twilight Princess that just gives you hearts. Like, it's like, 
I wouldn't want that feature to just be available because that's that's not really a quality of life. That's just easy mode. Yeah, um, and anyway. to, add, to add on to to add on to what Riley was saying, yeah, the the 3DS version. The one thing I hate about it, it feels like it's extreme hand holding with the bomber's notebook. I really wish it turned it off. Yeah, but... like the the journal that lets you complete, like it makes the side quest super trivial and easy because it basically tells you what to do instead of you having to piece together things yourself. Also, don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I like the original Bomber's Notebook better. Like it showed points in time that are significant to that character, but it doesn't like, you know, well the quest. A bomber is not gonna like a bomber kid isn't gonna like run up to you and be like, "Hey, did you forget about this? Try doing this." You know. Yeah. Okay. See, I, I never like, did they do that in the, in the remake. Yeah, the that remake gives brutal. you it like it basically. Yeah, it outlines a lot of the side quests for you so that there's less about like discovering it on your own through observation and more like like modern game kind of hand holding, like pointing you in the direction of how to get the masks. Ooh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, I yeah. definitely that re- just reinforces my point of the original. And they better. didn't put, uh, yeah. as what Adriano said in the previous episode, uh, sorry, in, in the. Um... The in the Zelda episode, that they didn't put the 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 stone mask guy in the middle of the place where the stone mask is used the best. Yeah, I kind of like that though. I kind of like that it forces you to explore outside of the area rather than everything. It it, it kind of made it less linear. Anyway, let's not, let's not talk about the, <laughs> the remake. Why why the three D remake is terrible? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Let's talk about yeah. why Majora's Mask is great. So. I think the primary selling point of Majora's Mask is just how unique it is relative to the rest of the Zelda series. I think they took an approach that was... Uh, they haven't tried to replicate since, in that they made it darker. It's almost like, like Majora's Mask feels like it's Link having a fever dream. Everything is kind of creepier and darker than things were in Hyrule. Um, it's a lot more depressing. The basic premise is Link is... Uh, Link lost Navi, he's hella depressed, and then he falls down, down a pit. In addition to just the overall tone and mood of the game, they also, they put less emphasis on the traditional dungeon crawling sort of aspect, and more into exploring the overworld, doing side quests, because there were way more side quests in Majora's than there were in regular Zelda games. I think we, well, aside from maybe Breath of the Wild, I think we can all agree with that. Yeah, and but even in comparison to Breath of the Wild, like, Majora's Mask side quests are very meaningful. That's true as well. Yeah. Like they 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 make they manage to make fetch quests. They managed to impart emotion into that, which is I find impressive. I, like I would have... almost No, go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. I I was going to say I would almost argue like it's very easy to say side quest when talking about Majora's Mask because that's where you use, we're used to, but I'd almost argue that Majora's Mask really um the meat of the blurs game. The, like, no, it like blurs the lines between what's a side quest and what's a main quest. Because, like, really, yeah. Majora's Mask, are any of those things really side quests? They're not, like, yes, they're not essential to completing the game. But yeah. does that necessarily mean they're side quests? It's like in Breath of the Wild. That's like me well, saying to yeah. Breath of the Wild, the only, like, that's like me calling all the divine beasts and the shrines side oh. quests in Breath of the Wild because technically yeah. you can beat the game without them. That's true, yeah. And right, in, in, I, mean, I think there's certain ones that definitely have more quality in Majora's Mask than they than others. Like I, the Kafi one is a big standout, but something like saving the old lady from getting robbed, 
Wait, actually, that one might be required. No, you don't need the ball. Yeah, now. you get a mask for it, and it unlocks. Yeah, but uh, that's what um, I'm saying. Not all the masks are super like, unless you want the like the fierce deity, deity. mask. Like, not yeah. all of them are super required, but. Yeah, but still, I'm I'm just saying like I think it blurs the lines because, sure, you're like you don't have to do them to beat the game. You don't need them to get the main plot, but you are like they do add to the experience in a way that side quests in other games don't typically add to the game. That's, okay, fair. Other than time and content. Was was this the beginning of the deliberation? Or do we want to like officially oh, go into no. it? No, we. Can I think we need to why we why we think it's better than uh, Ocarina later. Like we can. Well, I think let's just so. I don't have anything further to add to this list. Why well, have Mateo, one do you? Okay, sure, um, Adrian. Okay, okay we'll, Adrian, should we go? Well, in... Let's go in order. Okay, so Mateo, yeah. do you have anything further I, to add? I was just gonna say, hey. Like I think Mario Party Two should also be considered as like, like I I think Mario Party Two, I think the mini games in Mario Party Two are better, and I just like the the board design of that game. I find us going back to play two more often. Like I don't know if that's just because we think two is better, but I personally think two is better. Uh, and yeah, so I I just think for all the same reasons Riley said about like the whole like. Oh, Mario Party is like so integral to the experience of the N sixty four. So, amazed no one mentioned Smash Bros. Yeah, well, I will. I, I think, yeah, I Smash I legitimately think Smash sixty four is unplayable, and like <laughs> I I, it, I don't. But it, it's more I, playable not in than the sense that like of the game. not it not oh, as playable. Like you know. when I when I say not playable, <laughs> I mean like. It's not a multiplayer defining game on N sixty four. Like it's it's it has been done so much better with. Yeah, it's been done better with each, um, with like each further sequel. um sequel, right? So yeah. completely understandable. Um, yeah. but was... so yeah, I'll add Mario Party two then to the list, Matteo. Um, and then how about you, Gino? Do you have anything? further to to nominate okay shout out to iggy's wrecking ball i promised justin i'd say it okay i'm not putting that on the list though we'll keep the shout <laughs> i know it's, it's just an honorable mention <laughs> just a shout out okay um and then adriano you said you had another one to add yeah okay so my last one um in my list a lot of them were already mentioned by you guys and i wanted to keep it more diverse uh, so my last one, I don't think they've made any sequels after it that, um, you know, unless there's like, there's the new mobile game, but it's actually not the same. I was really confused by it. Dr. Mario. Dr. Mario. Uh, Dr. Mario returns Mario. From, the, from the Nintendo Entertainment System episode. Yep. Yep. I'll have the same opinions I had back then, but it's okay. It'll be fresh for Riley and for, uh. Adriano. <laughs> yeah, the, the music was so nice. Uh, difficulty levels. It's just, it's a unique game. It's a unique puzzle game. It's different than Wario. Wario was playable in that game. It was. It, oh, yeah, wow. Wario. Yeah. Wario was you. you the played, whole story. That, that game, I think, was like it was like a weird crossover between Mario, Doctor Mario, and like whatever the most current Wario Land oh, game was. Oh my yeah, they God. had all the Wario enemies and stuff in it. I don't think I got that far in it, but mm-hmm. okay, cool. Well, just before we start deliberation, I'd like to mention that I can hear the sounds of Mario Party being played by my roommate right now, which I feel is very topical. 
Oh, um, is he playing Mario Party? Yeah, it sounds like Mario Party 2 or 3, because I heard the toads. Yeah! <laughs> Get oh, Chad's time. Um, <laughs> I think he's trying to unlock everything, I think, in Mario Party 3. But anyway, um, we have time. 17 games, which is the largest list of games we've had to do deliberation for. So what I'm going to suggest... Um, I'm looking at the time right now, and we've actually, just making this short list, we've taken quite a lot of time. So I know that there's going to be a lot of debate over some of the games that are on the short list, so I'm thinking we oh boy. keep this for a part two. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, um, oh so what I'm going to say is, um, I'm going to remind everybody, we said we talk about E3, um, stuff. We'll save that for the part two because we'll probably still upload the part two before E3. Um, so we'll tell you about our E3 plans in the part two, um, which will come up probably in a couple days. Um, so stay tuned for the part two, which will be the bloodbath because we haven't talked the big topics. Yeah, um, I'm I'm afraid of what's going to so happen. Just be be forewarned. We we guarantee that part two is probably going to be the most aggressive episode you've ever listened to but it's all in good fun yeah we're 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 still all friends here we've had this argument in person while drunk before so <laughs> we're we're still here and we're still podcasting so yeah. please um what you're about yeah. to hear just remember that um there can be only one yeah we're not, we're not we, we may or may not one. break the f-bomb limit for, uh, for yeah. the next one yeah so well in any case um we'll say bye for now um this has been our short list of the n64 um essentials um this will be episode 20 we'll actually designate the next episode as episode 20.5 because it'll still be connected or 20 points part two um just like so yeah does like the yeah the Nintendo Direct episode we did one back way way back when. But anyway, we'll talk yeah. about E3. Oh, another good plug. There you go. Don't worry. We'll talk. We'll talk about E3 episodes next day. So um or next in part two. So just stay tuned for that. Um, we want to remind you to like um and comment if you have any ideas or any thoughts on our short list. What you think should make it into the top five? You know shoot a comment listen to us on spotify and if you're a geno fan stop having opinions especially as we move into the e3 season yeah he's so, not in smash <laughs> yep he's he's done get over it so um okay so we're gonna say goodbye for now um and we'll see you in a couple days with our part two um bye everybody bye bye everybody play those games <laughs>